Pilots and Captains to M-Class Podcast, a television book club all about Star Trek. I'm the sarcastic, sexy one, Jeff. And I'm the one who's also sexy, but I am a little stupid. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't listened to M-Class before, every two weeks we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, usually an episode of the show, recap and review it, and we generally shove our opinions directly down your pie holes for entertainment purposes. Right down your suck hole. (laughs) That's what we refer to listeners to behind the scenes. Uh, This week, (laughs) we're going to be discussing uh, the classic TOS episode from Season 2, Mirror, Mirror, where we're introduced to the Mirror Universe. And uh, everybody wears sashes there, because they're evil, I guess. Yeah, when you're evil, you just, like, wear a sash. It's a clear (laughs) indicator of evilness. They definitely just... Ha- they're like the pillowcases from the quarter sets that they just tied around yeah. their waist or something. They just cut them up or whatever. And they're like, yeah, make, make sashes out of them. Well, what are we going to have for the pillowcases, Gene? <laughs> just don't show any pillows. But they fucked that up, too. They had to show the sexy lady laying on the bed. Oh, yeah, Moira. Moira. What's her name? I don't know. It's a sexy name at this point. In it- 1967... Yeah, she's she's like a classic 60s sex object. Yes, that's true. <laughs> like, that is very she's true. She's very 1960s hot. Uh, this episode was written by Jerome Bixby, who uh, he, he won a, uh, or he was nominated for a Hugo Award for uh, several episodes he wrote of the original series. Mirror, Mirror, By Any Other Name, Day of the Dove, Requiem for Methuselah. That's uh, a science fiction award. Yeah. That you uh, get for writing science fiction. I thought what was much more interesting is that he wrote the short story It's a Good Life that was adapted into the episode of The Twilight Zone where the little kid controls the town with his psychic powers. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that one's in the movie, too. In um, the, the 80s movie. Yeah. It is. With the, that creepy bunny rabbit that's horrifying. <laughs> the original stars Bill Moomy, who uh, is in Babylon 5, actually, as a weird alien. <laughs> Baby Lon 5. He's, uh, what the fuck was he in first? Like, he was on, he was a partridge kid, right? He was on the partridge family. I don't know, was he? There's so many partridges. Was he the middle boy, the I small think he, boy? I think he was the, the little boy. like the. He little... wasn't David Cassidy. No, I guess Because <laughs> that's David Cassidy. Right? Oh, David well, Cass- I don't know. He could have been David Cassidy. Let's say he played, no, he was in Lost in Space. I'm being a fool. Oh, okay. He well, was whatever. He was in Lost yeah. in Space. <laughs> there Sorry, are pe- I there got are- crap at my throat. This is gross, That's but I'm not editing any. <laughs> no, fuck that. There, there are people at home. They're like, Bill Booby was on this show. He was on this Lost in Space. You idiot! Space, you fucking moron! I'm the biggest Bill Booby fan there ever was. <laughs> Bill Booby, <laughs> I fucking love Bill Booby. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. Do you watch the new Lost in Space? I, I watched about half of it. Yeah, okay, I did too. It's okay. It's it, pretty it's, okay. Oh, it's okay, but it's definitely one of those sci-fi that's like, fucking, we're gonna argue for no reason. Yeah, there's so many conflicts happening, it's difficult to watch. Also, Bill Moomy isn't in it, so why the fuck would I ever watch exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> like, 
They didn't even get Bill Mooney to be in it? What are they doing? Ridiculous. Uh, The episode was directed by Mark Daniels, who we've talked about before, because he he directed like 14 episodes of TOS and wrote an episode of uh, the animated series. Uh, Quetzalcoatl's Revenge. Yeah, it was him. (laughs) He wrote... He directed Spock's Brain as well, so that's not very good. That's a great one. Did we do that one? We did that one, didn't we? We did do that one. Like, a hundred years ago, we did that one. (laughs) But he also... He directed Who Mourns for Adonis, which we did and made a million jokes about. Yeah, that was a good one. He also directed Court Martial and Space Seed, which are two fucking great episodes. So, like, there's no way to decide... If he's gonna yeah, I be think good back, or bad. I think back in the day they were just like, You're up and then they would just give you the episode <laughs> and you directed it. You know, like they didn't there was no like, I wanna do this one. Oh you know, they were just like fucking You're up. <laughs> you're it's your fucking turn. Get up there yeah, and direct get up there. Direct your fucking ass off or you're fired. So we were talking about this before we started recording, but uh this is the only good mirror universe episode. <laughs> yeah, we're starting out with I guess we're not doing another any other ones, are we? I don't know. In this actually, collection, what's the collection? What are we doing? Oh, that's that's a good point. I should have pointed that out to begin with. This okay, is that's the why start I'm here. of a. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is the start of a brand new collection called the Any Universe But This One collection that was suggested to us by yeah. Rich Masters, which makes this the third nice. collection he's gotten on this show. Nepotism is real. Nepotism is real. Also, the hat trick. I'm throwing my hat onto the ice. The no hat ice. trick. And I'm not wearing a hat, so. <laughs> they don't know a little, that. You don't have to tell them that. Inside baseball, Josh isn't wearing a hat. Check that off on your M-Class bingo card. <laughs> I don't think we're doing another Mirror Universe. Uh, this collection, it's for the first time ever, I'm going to tell you what's in this collection on the show. Fucking shocking, shit. right? Uh, of course, we're doing Mirror Mirror right now. Uh, the next episode is TNG's Yesterday's Enterprise. It's a good one. F- followed by TNG Parallels, I remember Deep that Space one. Nine's Children of Time, and Voyager's Timeless. Is Children of Time when uh, Molly gets sucked into the time vortex? Uh, she is a child, and that is a time vortex. Uh, let me look that up, children. I don't time. remember the names of, of... But, uh, that's our collection, so hopefully, uh, you like it, cause fucking we're gonna be doing it for a while. Yeah. We don't have a two-parter, though, which is good. Oh, No, uh, no Sam Clemens. <laughs> they, uh, they're investigating a planet, and the, def- the, the, the Defiant discovers their own descendants, and learns that in two days they will crash 200 years in the past. Oh, I don't remember this one at all. Uh, it's the one where um, Worf teaches the like people how to be Klingons. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a pretty good one, I think. I don't remember. Um, but uh, Mirror Mirror started a trend in Star Trek, which really wasn't a trend at all until we got to Deep Space Nine and they started doing it again. I was thinking about this um, while I was watching it. I was also maybe high. I don't really remember. (laughs) But I was thinking about, like, um, how people like the Mirror Universe and why people like it. I I think it's strange. 
And I think it's weird because, like, right now we're seeing, like, the rise of, like, Nazism again. Yeah, the mirror and universe is happening right now. Yeah, and it's it. it's not awesome at all. Like, it sucks ass. Um, and pe- So when this episode was made, it was, like, 20 years after World War II, right? Yeah. So that's that's a pretty decent amount of time away from, from the war. And, like, the parallel is, like, undeniable i mean there's fucking zig heiling like crazy right <laughs> straight like, up nazi saluting yeah, yeah every fucking two seconds there's a fucking zig heil uh but like i don't know I, I was just thinking like like does the time away from that make people like but why do but why do people like the mirror universe like why is it so interesting to people is it is it one of those things where like it's like a Star Trek trope that people think they like, and they just go, oh, I recognize that, and Maybe. I like that. Because the whole thing about this Mirror Universe is, like, it's it's fun to see all the... I guess it's the reason why people like the Mirror Universe at all is it's fun to see all your favorite actors playing bad guys instead of right. playing good guys. Right, okay. It's like every, everybody loves that. the evil clone character, right? Everybody yeah. loves, like... A Burke and Gurk. Or... Yeah, Gurk and Burke, exactly. <laughs> That's an inside joke. People are like, what? Good Kirk and bad Kirk. You fucking know the joke now. Uh, <laughs> it's very deep. It's, um, but everybody loves like the evil anti-version of the hero. Like Every superhero has an anti-version because people love them. Right. And you get like a whole universe of that shit in Star Trek. And I, I will give Deep Space Nine props that they went a little beyond the base concept of the mirror universe yeah with like the resistance and like space pirates and it's it's hard because like it does it wouldn't make a lot of sense um they had to kind of like reimagine it because like they're on bajor right so like how does bajor fit into the evil empire right exactly So it's yeah. a little clever, but um, they're so goofy, and they don't matter, and some of them take place, like, smack dab in the middle of, like, actual plot lines where things are supposed to be happening. That's the worst part, I think, about the DS9 ones. Yes. And, and anyone who listens knows we, like, love these. Like, Deep Space I, Nine I is it. fucking immaculate for the most it's part. It's amazing, yeah. But when the when a mirror episode rolls around, it's a skip. That's a skip rooney dude. You skip yeah. that one. I I do love how much some of the actors get into it. Like Nana, Nana Visitor goes like crazy. She loves playing yeah. the bad Kira. She's evil as fuck. She's evil as fuck. And like uh like Sidig El Fadil like goes ham playing like super evil skeevy Bashir. <laughs> evil Han Solo. That's what he is. <laughs> He's evil Han Solo in those. Like he has, they have a great time, and uh, some of the actors don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I don't know. Um, Avery Brooks doesn't give a fuck about being in the Mirror Universe. He's like, yeah, whatever. He doesn't care. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, Avery Brooks goes ham playing a supervillain in the like James Bond holodeck experience that Bashir does. That's yeah. super fun. Yeah, that's a fun one. But he doesn't give a fuck about being in the Mirror Universe. Um, Nobody does. It's stupid. <laughs> Mirror Universe sucks. Like, some people get really into it. Like, in this episode, the person who gets the most into being evil and loves it is George Takei. He Sulu, fucking yeah. loves being evil in this episode. 
He's yeah, really he's, good at it too. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, it's interesting knowing like that he's gay, right? Like, and how yeah. how like predatory he is with Ahura, like later on. Like, I think it's interesting that that like he's playing like a caricature of like a a fucking like shitty misogynist yeah, this male. Is, this you know is what, what I mean? a straight man is like. I'm yeah, this play. is a straight. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna play a straight. Oh, this is just a regular straight man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the '60s. It probably was. Right? Yeah, it probably was not. I mean, he probably saw all that shit. I'm sure everybody did back then, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, all that shit. Sexual harassment wasn't a thing. It just didn't exist. Uh, I mean, it existed, but they didn't. You know what I mean? They didn't. I, I tweeted about this last night. But my favorite part is that uh, about all of the designs of the characters in the Mirror Universe. Everybody has something different about them. Like Uhura has to wear like a like a midriff bearing top and yeah, yeah. like Sulu has a big gash down the side of his face. And yeah. Like Kirk has his different shiny top outfit that shows his arms and everything. And <laughs> uh Chekhov is just greasier than usual. <laughs> Chekhov's just the didn't same. bother changing anything about him. He's just regular uh, Chekhov. That's that's one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. He's like, I'm evil. I'm I don't comb my hair right. <laughs> they should have made him bald. <laughs> they should have shaved. That would have been head. hilarious. That would have been amazing. They could put that wig back on him from earlier. Seasons. Yeah, we got the wig. Let's use let's use this damn wig. We so, paid um, probably thirty cents for this wig. This, this episode is the only good mirror episode. We'll go on record for that right out the gate. It's the only legitimately all right one. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Everything you know about the Starship Enterprise is about to change drastically. <laughs> now, the crew you thought you could trust. So you die, Captain, and we all move up in the rank. Let me go! Is ready to betray you. It's not a threat. I do not threaten. I am ordered to kill you. Proceed as the new captain of the Enterprise, Star Trek. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, uh, we can get through this shit in one piece. Have we ever? No, I guess not. We've never had a good episode, so... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're only good. We only make bangers. We never miss. Right. They're never good. They're great. They're always excellent. So uh, this episode begins with an uh, a routine Federation thing we've seen a million times, the diplomatic mission. Yeah, they're going down to Space India. <laughs> <laughs> they're headed down to uh, the planet Halka. The Hawkins, yeah. yeah, the Hawken uh, homeworld, and uh, like all people in space and TOS, they're wearing togas. Yeah, and they're they're a peaceful race. They don't yes. believe in any violence and at all. They won't allow the Federation to mine for dilithium on the planet because the Federation is this big empire-like structure that they think is going to use the dilithium for evil. Right. Which I guess is kind of, from their point of view, like, true. Like, they will... 
they well the federation will be like using the dilithium in the ships and if the ships get in like a fight like is that does that count right like i mean they said the loss of even one life would make it, their like belief system null and void so yeah the federation definitely uh fights back when people attack them yeah they're not yeah i but like Kirk is like, well, we're like good guys. Like yeah, trust give us, us. Your shit, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Be buds with us. Give us your sweet dill. And he's like, uh, you know, Captain, you could just destroy us and take what you want. And he says, but we won't. Think about that. And like they yeah. beam one out. Which I thought that was gonna play like a bigger role in this, and it's like a setup for like the B-plot of this show to be the evil Kirk in the good universe, right? Which they don't yeah, do. They don't do that. <laughs> Which is, like, weird, right? Because, like, of course you do that. Like, the Mirror Universe is full of idiots as well. Like, nobody realizes suddenly Captain Kirk is acting completely out of character. Maybe something's up. Yeah. But in the real universe where people aren't idiots, they're immediately like, oh, these guys are evil. They're from an evil universe. Let's put them in jail. Yeah, we're just going to throw him in jail, um, and that'll be that. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that. They, like, dust their hands off. That'll yeah. be that. See you next week. <laughs> like, it's so fucking easy. Like, I thought they were going to come back and, like, you know, like a modern show would do this. Like, they come back from commercial. There's a point, a specific point where I'm like, oh, now we're going to go see... Um, now we're gonna go see the good universe and see the evil Kirk, no. and then they, it just never happens. Like, the, like there's oh. literally a point where they're like, hopefully the evil versions of us aren't causing too much trouble. Yeah, and there there should be a cut there where you go a to cut, the real yes. universe, but they don't. They don't do it, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? But it's kind of nice because like I don't want to see like evil Kirk. I don't want to see another Burke. Yeah, I've we already Burke saw before. Burke. Burke has already happened. Yeah, we don't need another Burke. Uh, there's an ion storm happening uh, also in space, I guess, because it shakes the ship. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works, but why not? <laughs> but um, they, they like, beam up, and the ion storm interferes, and uh, the transporter operator can't get the ship working. And our heroes disappear. Yeah, they come into the room and then they kind of go away and then they then they come back as and and their clothing is different. <laughs> yeah, they like how did that happen? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't did they switch clothings when they were like passing each other, the bad versions and the good versions are like, "Okay, now Ohura, you put on this dress." <laughs> And then you put on this slightly even more sexy dress. Like, they, if they switched outfits, like, molecularly, right? Yeah. Maybe the, uh... Oh, shit, dude. That sucks. Hold on. Hold on a second. Okay. Fuck. Where did that go? Oh, no. There was a spider. <laughs> it was on my foot, man. I reacted very well to that, I think. Well, how big was it? Uh, probably about the size of like a nickel or a quarter, somewhere in there. Dude, what? Burn your fucking house down! Get the fuck out! Yeah, I I hit it like I I hit it with my other foot, and then it that's ran, my ran away. Dude, that's like my number one fear is my feet being bare under my desk and a thing touching it. Yeah, that, I don't. That is exactly what happens. 
I don't want that. And that's why I wear shoes all the time. Like, you literally hear, heard my reaction. I said, whoa, what was that? Like, I held my fucking shrill shriek in very well. Whoa, <laughs> fuck, it's so fast. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, you... fuck, okay, it's a fly. Never mind. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> shit. <laughs> This is the best episode we've ever done. It's like, it went all the way across the room in like an instant. And I was like, fuck, what the hell? It's the Flash, dude. Yo, fast-moving spiders? Horrifying. Yeah, it's a fly. It's just like dying because it's been in here too long. Yeah, is it a big fatty boy? Yeah, it's a big fat one. Like, I couldn't see it. I just, I like, I looked down under my desk and something scuttled away really fast. And I was like, uh-oh. Well, don't kill it. The Hawkins will be pissed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, so now you guys saw my legitimate fucking reaction to a spider, even though it turned out to be a fly. Um, I like how your brain was like, it's a spider. Yeah, my brain immediately was like, it's the thing you hate the most, and it's here yeah. on your foot. I'm not super afraid of spiders, but I don't want them touching me. I am. Like, uh, I have a genuine arachnophobia. Like, I, I can't really? even look at a picture of a spider without it really bothering me. That's crazy. And uh, so I'm genuinely very proud of myself for my reaction just then. You did great. You did a good job. <laughs> I thought you. something happened with the recording or something, and I was like, here we go again. No, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I will tell the 100% truth that I have my feet up on like the roller things of my chair now. I will not oh, put you're, them on the floor. You're reclining. You're just relaxing. <laughs> Okay, so our heroes turn up uh, wearing sashes, and they're like, where the fuck did these sashes come from? Yeah, what's going on? And then uh, also Kirk has a bunch of Jolly Ranchers on his shirt. <laughs> it lets you know he's really fucking good at being evil. How many Jolly Ranchers do you get for being evil? Like one? Every time you do something super evil, they give you one Jolly Rancher to put on your shirt. One green, please. And he... Uh, the only two people whose outfits are changed uh, at most at all are Kirk and Uhura, who are supposed to be the sex symbols of the show. Yeah. Your mileage I, yeah. may vary with Kirk on that one, but uh, <laughs> his arms are showing. Yeah, and that's pretty hot. Uhura's midriff is showing. Uh, I'll again... I know we talk about this a lot. Uhura... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Like, maybe the sexiest person in all of Star Trek ever? That was what I was banking on when we were doing that hotties tournament. Yeah, I the was hotties. Like, Uhura yeah. has to win this, right? Yeah, I think, I think, I don't remember who I voted for, but I think my vote now is Uhura, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they get sent to the sexy evil dimension. Also, why is evil sexy as well? Like, what is that about? I guess they, because they use sex as power, which is like a, a perversion of, of real love, right? Like, yeah, that's like, true. I mean, this like is the 60s as well, where, like, we were getting, yeah. like, mainstream media was getting real Puritan, like, it, from the 50s still. Like, we were straight still up, like, like that, yeah. things gotta be pure on the TV. You gotta sleep in different beds, Lucy and Ricky. Yeah, make sure your feet are on the ground if you're sitting on the bed. It's, like, fucking insane. Like, what? Like, who the fuck? They might... Right. We're not supposed to think this married couple is having sex, even though they have a child. Right. It just had... The yeah. stork brought it. Yep. But yep. I'm I'm always impressed with Kirk's ability to, um, like, 
roll with it. He rock rolls with it. with it. Rocks with yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I he, know. He ends up in some alternate timeline or other dimension, and he's like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're sure doing this now. Yeah, and he's... And they're, they're, I don't know. One of them is saying something. I think it's Spock or somebody. He's like, oh, should we do the, the uh, normal procedure? And he just goes... He, like, nods. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Like... <laughs> Uh-huh, normal procedure. You sure? Sure. I like the thing that really catches their attention, right, to the point where we get, like, a, a deep zoom in is the fact that Spock has a goatee. <gasps> yeah, it's so shocking. <laughs> what the fuck? Spock doesn't have facial hair? What happened? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> But like every, I love that everybody else just stands on the transporter. Like, uh, yeah, they're just like, what the fuck? So you get you get Scotty is there, right? Yeah, Scotty. You, you need and Scotty Bones, who has like Bones. two lines in the whole episode, and Uhura are there. Bones really phones it in. <laughs> she took everything but my phone. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, that was a good joke. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be supportive. Um, <laughs> trying. <laughs> like Kirk plays along with everything. Like Spock is like, was was it like this on the planet? Uh huh. Should we yeah. do standard procedure? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yep. And uh, evil Spock, or uh, I guess he's bad Spock. So I guess he's Bapak walks over <laughs> to Bapak. Bapak walks over to the transporter guy, and he's like, "You fucked up, didn't you?" And the transporter guy's like, "No, Mister Spock, no." Yeah, and he's like, "Give me your agonizer," <laughs> which is like, like this doesn't make any sense. Like, why would every person have their own agonizer? I guess it does, but like, why wouldn't Spock just use his agonizer on the guy? Know. It's supposed to be like you're getting beat with your own switch or whatever. You get uh, your own I get switch. It. Get your belt, yeah. Also, like, naming it an agonizer is like if we named the gun when we created it, like, the Myrtleizer. Yeah. Like, there's no other name for that. I call guns that. I call them de-replicators. (laughs) De-replicator, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, he's, uh, wow, I think the, um, thing that I thought was a fly might be a bee. Don't get stang. This is even worse. It's getting worse, folks. But uh, I'm still doing the show because I'm a, a consummate professional. You can kill it during the break or yeah, let it outside. I'll try. Whatever, um, whatever the fuck. But uh, he takes the dude's agonizer and he puts it on him. And he fucking totally agonizes him. It's really yeah. full on agony. It's such ag. It's like a, a lot of agony. I can tell. <laughs> And uh, he just, like, uh, sends the guy away. And um, he, he like, uh, just calls Sulu on the bridge. And he's like, prepare a phaser barrage on all Hulkin cities. Gonna nuke the planet, dude. And Kirk's like, uh... <laughs> Whoops! And he's like, it's regrettable that the Hawkins have chosen suicide over uh, joining the Empire. Yeah, yeah. So, we're in the evil universe. Shit's evil as fuck here. <laughs> yeah, it's, things took a took a turn, man. Real real hard right or left turn. <laughs> but, uh, he, like, Spock still doesn't realize something's wrong, even though everybody is standing like a deer in headlights watching everything he's doing. Yeah. And, uh, like, he's like... 
just giving out orders like, hey, uh, Scotty, there may have been some damage from the from the storm. Bones, there's some like people in sick bay you need to tend to. Right. And they're just like, uh huh, yeah. yeah, sure. And then they like slowly creep out of the room. Yeah. Except, I guess, I guess there's like sort of a plan here, right? Like so they don't have one yet, I think, because Kirk does like he's trying to like not seem like he's not the right guy. He's trying to play everybody. He's trying to play into the fact that he belongs so he can figure out what the fuck's happening. Right. So he even turns back into the room and he says, Spock, have the transporter circuits examined. Right. And then he turns and leaves, which is one of the few things he does that might like make someone feel a little bit better, that he's actually the guy he's supposed to be. Right. Otherwise, he's just like, do this thing I would never have you do. Right. Over and over again. But uh, once they go outside, Scotty and Uhura are like, what the fuck? And Kirk's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut, shut up, shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, he's like, we need to get somewhere private. And they all walk down the hallway, like, like they're all back to back, like walking in a little circle down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, they're just like freaked out. And this is where the fucking Nazi salute starts flying oh, around yeah. like crazy. Everybody in the hallway gives him a Nazi salute. And it takes the funniest thing about this is like Kirk has already figured out by this point things are wrong. He's in, he's like taking the place of some other Kirk. Yeah. Or he's like in some, some situation where everything has changed. He's figured all that out. But it takes him like. 30 people Nazi saluting him before he figures out how to do it. How to do it, which is good, because, like, I don't want Captain Kirk to know how to fucking Zig Heil. No. He's, he's like, he, he even does it wrong almost every time, too, where yeah. he has his palms straight up. I thought that was a fun little addition. Yeah. But, um, they, like, every security officer, every science officer, everybody they pass gives him the fucking thing. And, uh, they slip into sick bay. And uh, everything's fucked up except the spot where McCoy spilled acid a year ago on the table. It still hasn't been fixed, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and Come on, Scotty. It's here to... Scotty, fix my table. You're the engineer. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something Bones would do, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Why isn't my table fixed? But, you know, uh, my wife took my table. <laughs> But they're like, yeah, everything's fucking wrong, right? Kirk's like, did anybody feel dizzy when we were transported? Which I find to be funny. Like, nobody had time until now to even think about that. Because shit's been so messed up. So whacked. What does being transported normally feel like? I would imagine it's pretty fucking weird. I imagine it's apparently does not make you dizzy, even though all of your cellular structure is dematerialized. Every atom in your body is being <laughs> ripped apart. I don't know how that works. Doesn't but... make you dizzy though. Does not give no. you the herpes. <laughs> um, but they're talking about the fact that the transporter chamber malfunctioned, and they Kirk immediately realizes that they're in a parallel universe. Sure. Which, to us in the audience, there's always that time period in one of these type of stories where you're like, why don't they fucking know? Why haven't they figured this out yet? Yeah. Which they bypass completely in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's to the plot, right? Like, it helps the plot for them to just move on. Like, 
like, oh, we're in the bad universe. Yeah, somehow <laughs> they just know, right? Yeah, because we have, like, shit to talk about about the bad universe. So they're there, right? I find that uh, refreshing on one hand, but really funny on the other. Because yeah. I mean, a lot of shit has happened to them at this point. They're, like, partway through season two at this point. Right. So they've already met Adonis. Or, I mean, Apollo. Apollo, Like, the yeah. literal god Apollo. They've already met Gurk and Burke. Right. Like, shit's gone crazy, but... Uh, They're used to the wackiness. He's just immediately like, we're in a parallel universe. If if this were TNG, Data would be there, and he would have some kind of, like, science-y explanation, yeah, and they would, would hand-wave it away. He would have, like, examined the transporter and figured out, like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Ionic energy had interfered right. or whatever. Right, it's, it's like, uh, in our universe... Uh, matter is at this frequency, but in this universe, it's the exact opposite, right? It would be some kind of nonsensey yeah. science it, it thing. Would, it would pseudoscience its way out of yeah. Yeah. out of the explanation. But in this one, they're like, "Look, we gotta move on. We gotta right. write the rest of this episode." So he just we knows. got hot ladies to look at in <laughs> negligee. We got all kinds of shit to do. Future negligee sure looks a lot like. Uh, extra props from another show that they just happen to have. Don't Future they? Negligee sure looks like they wanted to put her in, like, lingerie, but yeah, it's TV, not. and they couldn't. So they gave her a parka that you can kind of see through. <laughs> yeah, like a transparent-ish kind of, like, uh, I don't know, 60s kimono-y, yeah, like, it's, smoking dress. I don't, it's, I like a, it's, it's like somebody just took their curtain down and put it yeah. over her head. Yeah. But uh, they they figure out that that because they're here, their evil counterparts have to be in the other dimension. And Logical. Th- this is when they're like, you know, hopefully they're not causing any trouble. You expect there to be like a Batman spin. Yeah, or even just like a just a hard cut to like. Yeah. You know, Kirk on the bridge being like, fire on the Hawkins, and then Spock being like, are you sure, Captain? Like, yeah. what are you, you know, and then some kind of something. About? Yeah, like something. But instead, <laughs> instead. We don't. It just immediately, they start talking again. Bones is like, yeah, we can't yeah. let the Hawkins be destroyed. So they come up with this plan. They're going to short circuit the phaser control so we can't shoot. Sure. Um, Sounds good. And they're going to use their communicators on a different frequency. They're going to use them for private messages. Uh, they're going to DM each other, slide into each other's DMs. Yeah, they're going to uh, private aim each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, there's there's this scene, because it is the 60s, where everybody knows their job and everybody's ready to go. But Uhura's like, I'm a scared, I'm a lady. Yeah, she's like, I don't know if I can do it. And it's kind of nice, because Kirk is like, you're the only one who can do it. Yeah. Like, like he, does, you know, he doesn't get upset, he doesn't go, oh, he's an eye roll, like, oh, here we go. And a woman. Yeah. <laughs> he just says, like, you, ha- you have to do it, like, you're the only one who can do it. Which is a little better than it would be on a different show. Let's put it that way. Star Trek well, is always the, ahead of t- ahead of the curve. Yeah, they they shit. pull that shit in in Enterprise too with uh, so, uh, Sato uh, Hoshi. Yeah, I don't like, understand how like Hoshi being so like I've mentioned this before. Like Hoshi isn't in Starfleet anymore at the beginning of the series, but she was. She, she gets like chosen by 
by Archer. And, like, she agrees, I guess, to go. But I don't think she... So I, I think she's supposed to represent, like... Because, like, nobody's done this before, right? Yeah. Like, nobody's gone out there. So she's real afraid of it. But at the end of the show, she's pretty... She does have... Her character arc is that she becomes, like, brave, right? Yeah. Which is, which is good. But she's uh, real and, afraid and of one, like, everything. It's true. <laughs> And in this show, Uhura is situationally like 1960s feminine because they need yeah. her to be for right. television. Right. Um, back it's the... unnecessary drama, honestly. Oh yeah, like, who, true. Like who cares that like? But um, Uhura heads to the bridge, and uh, Greasy Chekhov and Sulu are like setting in all the coordinates so they could shoot the planet. Yeah, and when Uhura ends, comes in, Sulu's like, yeah, yeah, he's like horned up. He's like, uh, have you changed your mind about like fucking? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing how you said that. That was the creepiest thing I've ever heard. It was great. That's how I sound in real life. Um, <laughs> But uh, she's like, you're away from your post. And he's like, but when the cat's away, the mice will play. Yeah, and then, uh, but then, like, I think Kirk comes in, right? Yeah. And he's he, like, fuck, shit! Nazi salute, everybody! Everybody get up a Nazi salute. Everybody put your wieners away. Yeah, put your dicks away. He's, like, fucking opening his communicator to take a dick pic for her. It's, it's just all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> Which is weird, because she's right there. Like, why would he... <laughs> texture uh kirk gives uh an extremely awkward salute in return no one notices yet again yeah um but um kirk wanted to know what his orders were from starfleet which i guess uh isn't starfleet at this point it's like the the empire the terran empire maybe it's still called starfleet there they call it starfleet yeah Yeah. they say which like it's kind of weird like why would they call it Starfleet. How did they come up with the same name when yeah. the, the Federation is the Terran Empire, but... It would be like the Imperial Fleet or something yeah. like that. It, it wouldn't be Starfleet. But uh, his his orders are to destroy the Hulkins unless they agree to give them the Dilithium. Yeah. And there's no other options, which That's is it. not how Starfleet normally works. Do we learn, like, at this point, how many people Kirk has murdered? No. <laughs> or like, he, Kirk? he, like, looks up on the computer later, and it's like, S- you're super good at murder. Yeah, they're like, great job at genociding everyone. Yeah. But uh, Kirk sits in his captain's chair, and Sulu's, like, permission to fire. And there's this, like, long, long time where Kirk's like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, uh. he... he <laughs> Like, so they're waiting for, like, the planet to rotate, and I guess they're orbiting opposite of the planet's rotation. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. to, to nuke the city, to, like, hit the cities, right? Yeah, they've and, like, come it's passing. in, like, the perfect, like, point to shoot these cities and destroy them, but, like, the planet is apparently rotating super fucking fast. So. <laughs> apparently, it's, like, crazy fast. <laughs> so they're gonna lose it any second. And Kirk's well, each day on the, is an episode long, so 44-minute days. <laughs> um, Scotty goes down to uh, engineering to try and, like, uh, fuck up the phasers. And yeah. a guy is standing directly behind the door when it opens. <laughs> yeah, and Scotty's like, I'm just here to 
do a thing. And then he's like, uh, give me your orders. And he's like, I left my dog ate him. <laughs> he's like, the captain told me. He's like, well, I have to check with security chief Sulu. Which, like, did he think that if he called Sulu that Captain Kirk was going to be like, no, I didn't give him those fucking orders. Kill him. Yeah, just be like, yeah, tell like tell Sulu to tell ask the captain or whatever, also, right? Like, this part didn't make much sense to me because how... Like, why would you stop the chief engineer from doing this? Yeah, I'm not really sure, like, the power dynamic here. Uh. I, I, I guess, like, they kind of explain it because um, Sulu is, like, the Gestapo, right? So uh, yeah, that was that a weird guy prob- for me. Yeah, I guess that guy, like, is a Sulu guy, I yeah. guess? I don't fucking know. That, like, was like whatever. A, that was, like, a really weird moment for me because, like, every other Star Trek series has a security chief. Yeah. And uh, he says, Scotty says, Sulu's a security chief, like the old-time Gestapo. Right. And I was like, do you motherfuckers not have security chiefs on any ship? It's not just the Enterprise. (laughs) I I think that they meant he's a security chief like the Gestapo, not that security chiefs are like the Gestapo. You know know what I mean? I I think it's a... Well, I know, because you're a security chief. Yeah. I don't want... As the acting yeah. security chief aboard Satellite M, I was fucking right. uh, flabbergasted at this TV it's... show that apparently tells the past. I don't know. I don't know how the <laughs> canon works. It's documentary. We're watching the documentary. <laughs> Look, the canon of this show doesn't make any sense. Don't scratch at it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Scotty basically calls Kirk, and he's like, yeah, I fucked it. Sorry. Yeah. I tried once and it didn't work out, so I gave up. I'm all out of ideas. I tried walking in the room, but I can't, so I don't know what to do. I gave up immediately. Sorry. <laughs> Time to go drink. But uh, the, <laughs> like Josh said, the rotation of the planet is uh, causing the big city that they're trying to destroy to go out of range. And uh, Spock's like, oh, well, a second city's coming into range. Lock on to it. Let's do that one. Yeah. But Kirk's like, you know, belay those orders. Uh, I want to talk to the Hulkin Council again. Yeah. And Spock's like, but why? Yeah. And he's like, because I said so. And Spock's like, hmm. He takes out <laughs> I <notebook>. don't know. <laughs> writes this down. <laughs> Dear Diary, today Captain Kirk was weird. <laughs> Dear Diary, today Captain Kirk was a big old wussy. What's up? WTF? I mean, really? Anyway, I have a crush on this new crewman. Um, (laughs) uh, But, like, uh, Kirk is like, set phasers to standby. I want to talk to Hawkins. And the Hawkin leader just has, like, grease paint under his eyes to make it look like he's real tired. That's the only difference in this dimension. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw. I, I was wondering what that was like. Oh, is he supposed to have black? I thought it was black eye. Like, they punched Maybe. him or something? Maybe. I was like, I don't. They, like, beat the shit out of him, and that's why yeah. it looks like that. I thought that was maybe what it was. I, who knows, though? It's really bad. But uh, he's like, um, we want your dilithium. You need to give it up. And he's like, we've told you a million times we can't. So Kirk gives them 12 hours to reconsider, and everybody on the sh- on the bridge looks around like, what? This is crazy. Yeah, we don't why, do this. Why don't we just kill off their entire race? We could have the dilithium, like, now. I need it. <laughs> he's like, we'll destroy your planet and take what we want. Your whole race will die if you don't give up. And he's like, you know, we, we'll do that because we want to preserve, preserve who we are. 
And Kirk's like, I don't give a fuck. 12 hours. Shuts it off. Yep. Moving on. I got shit to do. <laughs> Spock is like, WTF, Captain? What? what who, who, who do you think you are? Who, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> and uh, Kirk's like, anyway, I'm out. He goes back to his quarters. Yeah. And he's like, Every, everybody who's not an evil universe person meet me in my quarters. Yeah, he's like, I'm taking a me day. <laughs> and Chekhov gets up with this like, evil grin and gets in the turbo lift with him. <laughs> and uh, when they walk out together... Uh, like crewmen show up and just start beating the shit out of Kirk. And they jump him. his ass, dude. The check out was like, time for everybody in the crew to advance in rank, Captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's very Klingon, right? Like this is kind of how old true. older Klingons kind of are. You have to kill the captain to become the captain, right? Or you don't have to kill them in Klingon society. You just have to defeat them in combat, dishonor them. Yeah. yeah. But and then you get to say, I'm the captain now. Chekhov is about to shoot Kirk. And uh, one of Chekhov's men, like, karate chops Chekhov's hand, which is the, the way you disarm somebody. You just straight karate chop their hand. Yeah, you just straight up karate chop them. Yeah. And he helps Kirk get out, and they, like, beat up the other guards. And yeah. uh, Kirk's fucking guards, I guess he's got his own henchmen. He's his own crew. He's rolling with the with the jets, and Chekhov is the sharks. <laughs> space sharks and space jets. Oh, man, I love a space jet. Hell yeah. That's what they fly around in in uh, Battlestar Galactica, space jets. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, like, they hold Chekhov, and the guy who, like, one of the Chekhov's guy who helped him is like, ah, you can help me advance to captain, or, like, you can help me, like, advance, right, captain? What's in it for me? Yeah, what's in it for me, yeah. And he's like, you'll make captain someday. And he's and like, then, ah, yes, sir. And then, Kirk and then he punches him straight him. in the face, <laughs> yeah. And he says, not on my ship, which I think is, like, He's, like, understanding now, right? Yeah, like, he, he's getting the gist of what's going on. He knows how to be Burke again. He's tapping yeah, into he, that deep Burke reservoir yeah, within him. Yeah, he's feeling that Burke. <laughs> Some days all of us feel a little bit Burke, don't we? Yeah, I mean, you gotta go Burke every now and then. <laughs> you gotta punch a dude in the face and say, not on my ship. Every not now on and then. my ship. When you're in your kitchen. Yeah, just punch <laughs> your mom. <laughs> or whoever. <laughs> But they're like, should we take this guy to the booth? And Kirk's like, yeah. Yeah, the phone booth got it. Yeah. Which is smart. Like, if he would have been like, what's the booth? They would have been yeah. like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> it's the thing we torture people in, idiot. Duh. Did you get hit really hard? <laughs> but uh, they, like, um, Kirk tells them, like, that, you know, the officers move up by, like, killing higher officers. And... Um, they they try and like uh, figure out exactly where they are in the stars, like how the ships work, like you know they're trying yeah. to figure out this new universe and how it relates to the previous one. And this is don't they realize that when it transitioned, the Enterprise was going left to right, and then when it was done, <laughs> it was going right to left. <laughs> uh, that was a great effect, wasn't it? I was like, oh, I get it. Also, the Enterprise has a red tinge to it when it goes when it's evil universe to let you yeah. know. Yeah, and they paint the Earth with a sword in it like everywhere. Yeah, they love that shit. It's pretty cool. That shit's everywhere. Logo, anyway. Yeah, but um, it's, 
<laughs> this is when Kirk turns on the library computer, and uh, he's like, you know, access um, security files on like uh, the Ion Storm. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, got it. It's like, could the Ion Storm have sent us to another dimension? Affirmative. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, like, what the fuck? Could, could people in the act of beaming through such a storm transpose with their counterparts in another universe? <laughs> Affirmative. Like, what fucking science does this computer have? Yeah. This computer is mega smart. And then he's like, could our clothes change in transport? Yes. And then he's like... <laughs> Could we Is artificially my dick bigger? <laughs> Does being evil make your dick bigger? Affirmative. Yes. But he's like, uh, could we artificially create the same scenario w- with our ship's power? The computer's like, right. affirmative. Like, how the fuck does it know all this? It would need to know all of like the secrets of the universe. Fucking, like, they fed the script into this computer, so it just yeah, knows. It knew. It's that, such a. It's so lazy. Like that's super it's extremely lazy. Extremely lazy. It's also my favorite part of the episode. I was laughing out loud at how ridiculous it was. Like, why don't they just have like Scotty explain that they can do it again? Just yeah. it's, it would take half the time. Just be like, look, we can. We I think we can do this again. That's what you say, right? Affirmative. Instead, you have a, a robot tell you, this is the plot, we're doing this now, dummies. Could the plot for the rest of the episode happen? Affirmative. Affirmative. <laughs> it better. <laughs> I have five kids to feed. But basically, uh, they decide they're going to head down to engineering. Bones is going to go too. And uh, Kirk's like, I want a readout on me. Like, computer, tell me what, uh, what happened. Yeah. It's like, yeah, James T. Kirk became commander of the Enterprise from killing Captain Christopher Pike. Yeah. He suppressed two rebellions by destroying the Rebels' home planet and executing 5,000 colonists on Vega 9. Nice. Bye, colonists. Kirk shuts that off because, man, does that fucking suck, right? <laughs> Don't want to read more of that. Yeah. No thanks. Peace out. <laughs> um... Sulu picks it up, like, um, the the plan is that they're going to interrupt the engine circuits, right, to right. reroute the power, but that's going to show up on Sulu's security panel. Yeah, there's an interesting, like, uh, like spying aspect to this episode oh, yeah. that you, you don't get a lot of, you know, in a show. Everybody uh, on board the ship is spying on someone else on to try everyone. and kill them, take yeah. their, their position. Nothing would get done. Like no, absolutely <laughs> the not. Effort that goes into the spying is like a full time job. Like, like you only at a eight out of an eight hour shift, you only get four hours of actual work. And like, how much of that is taken up spying on other people to kill them? You're either spying or trying to like hit on people. It's fucking exhausting, man. Yeah. They do use that to their advantage, though. They're gonna have Uhura create a diversion to keep Sulu's yeah. attention away from his security panel. Yeah, so Uhura turns full sex, sexy '60s sex kitten, and she's <laughs> I didn't all. I know like, you were gonna say sex kitten. I, I felt it in my bones. It's a '60s staple. It's, it's like true. there's a sex kitten now, and you're like, oh, it's the '60s. I get it. And again, <laughs> uh, we do get a, t- a cutaway this time where McCoy and Kirk are like, well, I wonder what our evil, the evil versions, are doing. Yeah. 
and uh, we get a cutaway to the Prime Universe where Kirk is full on burking, just screaming at the top of his lungs while security officers drag him to the brig. It's like what, like what happened here? Like what, like what we, the fuck we happened? We don't know. <laughs> like. <laughs> Did he whip it out in front of everybody? And they're like, this is a little weird. I mean, Kirk doesn't normally do that on Tuesdays. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> but uh, Spock is, like, standing there, and Kirk's like, I give you whatever you want, Spock. Just let me go. Yeah. You want power? You want power, Spock? I can get you power, yeah. And Spock's like, uh, I find all this extremely fascinating. This is amazing. <laughs> this is pretty fucking dope. And, uh... He just walks away, and he's like, fascinating. And Kirk's like, I'll get you, Spock. I'll get you. Yeah, and that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah, we never see any of that again. That's the whole scene. <laughs> we d- This might be the first episode that has a brig in the same way, though, which is like the yeah. lights that make a force field. Yeah, it's just like the space brig. Which I I love the Star Trek brig. I think it's really cool that it's got like the force field. that's like the lights that turn on and everything. I think that's pretty yeah. Cool. It's yeah. I like that too. Um, back in the mirror universe that we all love, uh, Kirk is uh, still trying to keep a low profile. Still trying to uh, make certain that nobody sees him. Unlike the advertisers we're about to cut to, who want to make certain that you know about them and their products. We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah! Oh, I'd do anything to get Fruity Pebbles with new grape flavor. Great Rock Jones! Taste fruity delicious! Bonnie! Time to make my grape escape post-Fruity Pebbles cereal. Now with grape flavor, part of this nutritious breakfast. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, that was a good commercial. I don't fucking know. I'll put them in there. I do. I it it was great. It was a great one. <laughs> it it's probably be for like good. pert plus or something. Oh man, I, I love being pert and pretty. Remember uh, pert? I do. That shit was everywhere. Do you, I remember pert plus coming out actually. Yeah, me like, too. It's it was better like, than pert. Yeah, that was back when like like shit didn't get like better every three seconds, yes. right? Like now it's like. Uh, it's like the razors, right? Like, the razor blade has two razors, then, like, a week later, three razor blades! I think they they capped out at five, didn't they? They were like, I think five, five is the yeah. ultimate amount of razors. Yeah, it's too, it's too many, too many razors. It's not cost-effective to add another no, razor. No, it isn't. They, there's not, a, no one will buy a $30 razor head. <laughs> it's not gonna work out. I want to be able to shave my entire face with one swipe. <laughs> So, uh, Kirk, back on in the Mirror Universe, is walking down a hallway, and Spock just sort of, like, walks out of the side, followed by another Vulcan and another, and, like, a human in science yeah. outfits, and they're all, like, jacked, following along with him. Yeah. And Spock's like, you'll be pleased to know that you foiled Chekhov's plan, but I don't want to be captain, so you don't have to worry about me. Yeah, don't worry about old Spock. I just like doing science in this evil-ass universe. <laughs> and Kirk's like, logical as always. And uh, that's when they round a corner, and uh, out in the hallway, they have a yeah. booth for an agony booth. 
It's, it's not in a room, is the thing that really gets to me. It's just in they, the fucking hallway. They didn't have time to build the room set, so they were like, put the agony booth in the hallway set. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. And Chekhov is just like, blah! blah. He's an agony. It's like a big agonizer. It's true. It's a full-body agonizer. But then he, like, lets him out, right? He's like, let him out of there. For, yeah. Confine him to quarters or whatever. Spock is like, are you gonna... Uh, you've ordered the full duration, right? And he's like, I haven't decided. And Spock's like, but that's the standard procedure. And Right. As always, Spock is fucking rules lawyering, right? Yeah. And he's like, I haven't decided, damn it! Yeah. And... He doesn't know. Spock's like, you know, that's up to you, motherfucker. But, uh... <laughs> If you're gonna, if but you're I'm gonna, writing all this down in my diary, and you're being super weird. If you're gonna continue uh, your weird ass actions with the Hulkins, then I'm gonna have to tell Starfleet. Yeah, that's right. That's where this plot comes in. There's yeah. so many different like things happening. Kirk is like, is that a threat? And Spock's like, Vulcans do not threaten. They fucking beat ass. So. <laughs> You better check yourself before I wreck yourself. <laughs> He's like, you know, I like you being captain. There's this, uh, he says, our missions together have been both successful and profitable. Yeah. Which is, uh, they talk a couple times about, like, leveling up in rank and getting a higher paycheck or making money from the spoils. More money, shit. yeah. So there's, like, this thing, like, they do this in Enterprise when they do the Mirror Universe episode where, like, we'll get to it in, like, two seconds, but, like, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, where, like, captains use technology evilly. Yeah. And in regular Star Trek, like, Prime Universe, like, the, that technology wouldn't, wouldn't be used at all, if not destroyed, because it's, like, a evil technology, Yeah, it's right? an agony like, booth. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a thing. But even that, the next piece of magical equipment that we find that oh, yeah, Kirk the, has. The murder machine. <laughs> the murder disappear machine? Yeah. But like, Kirk, it, it's He, like, like, found it, right? Yeah. Like, he just fucking found it. And he's, like, unstoppable because of it. That's how he right. killed Pike. He just fucking, right. like, turned the TV on and killed him. He disappeared him. Uh, Kirk is like, Spock, do you think we should destroy the Hawkins? And Spock says, terror must be maintained. And <laughs> I was like, ridiculous. Jesus. <laughs> and Kirk's like, you know, uh, perhaps we've bitten off more than we can chew. Like, terror is easy, but controlling the masses is hard. Right. And Spock's like, look, I don't want to be on the opposite end of a gun to you, Kirk, but I'll fucking do it if I have to. Yeah, don't make me de-replicate you. I will... <laughs> I, will t I will use my de-replicator and turn you off of reality. <laughs> I'll shut your central processor down. That's your brain. And Kirk's like, you know what? Uh, that's your concern. I got nothing to do with that. Peace out. I'm going to go to my quarters. And maybe fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's in there right now, but man, my wiener is ready. It feels my wiener senses uh, <laughs> '60s hottie. But he's like, uh, just release Chekhov, confine him to quarters. I'm done with all that shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Um, down in engineering, the dynamic duo of Scotty and Bones sneak in, and they fucking chloroform a guy. 
don't remember that. They, they hypo spray him. They right? hypo him. That's right. And then and then Bone says that'll that'll keep him for six hours. For six hours. Jesus, that's brain damage, is it not? I mean, that's like I need that shit. <laughs> the uh, um, the funny thing is, I've been watching Community before I watched this, and I yeah. had just finished the episode where Annie chloroforms the guard at the yeah. at the party, the high-scale party, and they have to pretend they also got chloroformed so he right. doesn't think it was them. Right. And then this happened right afterwards. Dude, chloroform is so... Apparently, like, if you get chloroformed, you wake up with, like, the worst headache of your life. I don't doubt it. It's like, fucks your shit up. They all get up one by one beside him, like, oh, man, we all got chloroformed. And he's like, why is the little girl holding the rag then? <laughs> and they all sit silently for one second, and then she fucking chloroforms him again. <laughs> 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 fucking Troy is like, stop doing that! Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. just so fucking good, man. I like that. That's, yeah. Uh, anyway, they uh, go up... Uh, the ladder into a room that we've never seen before that's above engineering and start pressing buttons. Yeah, they're taking panels off, they're pressing buttons, all kinds of... It's very technical. Yeah, I don't know space. how any of this works. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Beep, boop, boop. They're playing Simon. Fuck. Man, I'd go for a nice game of Simon right now. I love that game. My grandma had a Simon. Beep, beep, boop. <laughs> it was boring. Uh, it was boring for the first couple rounds, and then it was literally impossible. <laughs> yeah, then it was super hard. Uh, Kirk goes into his quarters, and like a million teenagers' wishes come true, there is a woman <laughs> asleep in his bed. <laughs> yeah. She looks real comfortable, meaning she looks like not at all comfortable. <laughs> no, she is laying on a slab that has no yeah. padding on it. Yeah, it's probably a rock. But uh, she's like, I... I am giving exposition about who I am. I The cleanup in the chemistry lab was tough after the storm. Mm-hmm. I bet you had a tough day, too, yeah, you lover. Had, you had a tough day, lover. And she, like, tongues him, and oh, you're like, man. what the fuck? What is happening? This is the 60s. <laughs> this shouldn't be on TV. Yeah, she she basically, like, blowjobs him. Yeah, and you're like, wow, TV was a lot better back then, huh? <laughs> um... Kirk is like Chekhov gambled and I won. Yeah, I yeah. Cause she's like, I heard about Chekhov or whatever. Yeah, and she's right? like, I think you just got lucky. Yeah, I, I was surprised how easy you got caught off guard. Kirk's like, oh, I was, I was fucking thinking about doing you. Yeah, because you're so beautiful. I don't know. Maybe my boner got in the way of my thinky thinks. She's like, I don't. I can't figure out your fucking angle, dude. What are you doing? What is your yeah. purpose here? She's like, you must have some something you're doing. Like that's interesting that they all think that way, right? Yeah, like, he has they're to be always, scheming. There's always a reason for it, right? She's like, are you gonna become like an admiral with this scheme you got, and that's why you're playing the long game? And he's and Kirk yeah. is smart about it. He's like, if I'm successful, I may go even further than that. Right, right. Like he's playing it up. She's like, like the the council, <laughs> right? She's like, tell me the plan then, because I'm I'm your woman, right? I'm the the woman of a Caesar. Yeah, because everybody which... was a fucking Napoleon or a Caesar back in these days. <laughs> The yeah. good conqueror, the bad conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Spock is like, hey, uh, 
I, I got a message from Starfleet Command, and it says, uh, you're violating regulations, so uh, if you don't figure this shit out in six hours, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, they do a cool thing with Spock and Kirk. Like, even in this universe, they're friends, right? Yeah. Like, like Spock warns him, and then even Moira, <laughs> whatever her name is. Moreau uh, is her name. Moreau. Which is funny, yeah, she, she's like a scientist, but whatever. Yeah, she's like... She's like, you'll never find another one of him. Like yeah. he, like he's like not. She doesn't say he's good, but he, he's he has like the useful. decency to warn Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Which and is cool. I thought they did a good job of yeah. that. And she's like, you're gonna kill him, right? And he's like, nah. He's like, nah. I don't want to kill my friend. I'm not gonna kill him. He's too uh, useful to me. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's like, are you gonna use the Tantalus field? And he's like. Yes, yeah, the Tantalus. Go field. ahead. Go ahead and use <laughs> you, it. I know what that is, but you don't, so why don't you tell me what it is? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> uh but like she she taps a panel on the wall. Uh she does not touch a button or anything. She just touches the panel. Yeah, twice in the weird yeah. spots. And it pops up and there's a little TV. Yeah, which in the '60s, like that alone is like incredible. Like, look yeah. how small this TV is. It's right? a tiny like, TV. It's for little. And she's like, "Yeah, uh, it's crazy how when you press this button, it kills whoever it's pointed at, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's crazy, but it's super useful." I knew it did that. It's super useful though, because I love killing. Me kill good. But uh, Moreau's about to kill Spock. He's like, nah, don't. He, like, shuts it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, grabs her. And he's like, uh, I want to make the circumstances of Spock's failure clear to him. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, Jesus, you're not even afraid of Starfleet Command? He's, she's like, how far up does this scheme go? <laughs> Kirk's like, it, to the highest echelons, whatever you want me to say right now. Whatever, it, yeah, whatever the deal is. Yeah. Um, Kirk calls calls up Scotty, and he's like, uh, we need to get out of here because Spock is for sure going to murder me. It's three yeah. hours, it's not even six hours. Yeah. He's like, Spock's going to kill me in three hours. And Scotty's like, wow, it's rough, buddy. Uh, but uh, if we don't get out of here in a half an hour, we're never we're, getting. We're out never here. getting out. Yeah, because like the field, like the the uh, the the portal from uh, Stranger Things is closing. Yeah, <laughs> so they need to like get through it before it closes. There's there's a great scene where Spock is spying on Kirk and Scotty. And there's a little beep, and then Spock is being spied on by Sulu. By, by Sulu, yeah. It's fucking like, this is crazy. And he's like, why are you spying on me? And he's like, because I'm going to help you kill Kirk. Yeah, he's and like, just remember who helped you. Yeah, and Spock's like, fuck off. I'm not going to tell you shit about anything. Yeah. But uh, Sulu's like, hey, if you don't kill him in time, remember, Kirk's enemies have an unfortunate habit of disappearing. Yeah. Uh, how do you wake up in this world every day? Like, how do you... Everybody's fucking, like, veiled, threatening each other. Even Spock it's... is like, remember that if you kill me, my operatives would avenge my death, and some of them 
are Vulcans. Right, like, which is like, what? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Which is like, it's not scary to us, because Vulcans are very placid. Right. Like, uh, not friendly, but, like, tenable people. They, but I guess they're super strong. And yeah, like, but they are kill. three times stronger than human beings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kirk's door opens up, and he's like, I'm not doing anything. And Shut up! <laughs> Moreau comes in, and she's wearing, uh, like, several lamp shades tied together, I guess. Yeah, like, uh, see-through, uh, veil. <laughs> like a veil. Like an old-timey, like, yeah. those, those hats from the 20s with the shit on their face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know like the lady who goes into, like, the private eyes, like, yes, office yes, 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 with yes, the, yes. like, little veil over her face. That, that's exactly over what the I'm whole body. Yeah, her whole body is that. Super sexy? It's so hot. And we can tell because there's, like, a sexy music cue. Yeah, and there's Vaseline over the camera lens, so you know it's super sexy. And there's Vaseline on my dick. Oh, no. Man, that's a terrible way to go about that. (laughs) That's some desperate times shit right there. Um, But um, she's like, I'm a beautiful woman, right? And he's like, I've never seen a woman come closer to perfection. Right. And he's laying uh, it on. He's like, anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta peace out. I can't fucks right now. Gotta go back to my universe. I mean engineering. <laughs> but she's like, uh, she's like, anyway, I want you to transfer me off this ship so I can actually get fucked. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, that's what I thought it was. But she's like, I was a captain's woman, and I'll be a captain's woman again. Yeah. And he he says, I I bet you I bet you could or whatever. Like, she's like, I'll fuck everybody in Starfleet. Like, she <laughs> says this. I'll fuck my way to the top. Damn it. Yeah. She's like, I'll fucking fuck everybody. And, and Kirk's like, I bet you would. <laughs> but like, Kirk, Kirk kisses her, and it like she's like, you haven't kissed me like that in a long time. Like, yeah. you seem like a stranger. But uh, am I still your woman? And he's he's like, you'll be the captain's woman until he says you're not, which is a right. great way of getting around that question. Yeah, it's great. It's a, a very clever. And he he leaves, and like, really, there's a subtext to this scene that I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's uh, she wants to fuck. Yeah. Kirk does not want to have sex with a stranger who is also a different person's woman. Right. He's. It's like uh, I was thinking about the scene in Excalibur where Arthur or Uther Pendragon pretends to be a different guy so he could fuck the lady. Yeah, yeah. That would be what Kirk is doing. Right. Right. But he he absolutely refuses. Like even though he is Kirk, he's not the same person. Yeah. Ladies in love with. So he refuses. Yeah. It's it's like Sir Gawain, right? It's like he's not gonna fuck uh, the king's wife. Like that's crazy. Right? Like, uh, that's a lot of trouble. <laughs> he's So he, he, like, pieces out. She gets mad about it, and he kisses her or whatever, but, like, yeah. he, he even feels guilty about that before he leaves. Yeah, it's very it's, Green Knight. It's like the Green Knight. It's through the Green Knight. Very much uh, straight up, like, against, the opposite. against yeah. everyone's pop culture version of Kirk, yes. which I hate. Yeah. Like, if he was pop culture Kirk, he would have just fucked her and left. Yeah, even Cisco does that. Cisco goes to the mirror universe and fucks Dax. Yeah, exactly. Like, which is like fucked up, but which is crazy. It's like, what do we do? Like, did he, he always never tells? Dax? He never tells Dax when he goes back either. No, it's he doesn't. A little dirty secret. Yeah, he's like, well, now's my chance to fuck Dax. 
but uh, basically, Kirk pieces out, and he makes sure everybody's prepared to keep Sulu distracted, to, like, fuck up the energy fields. Yeah. And uh, Scotty and Bones signal Uhura that now is the time. So Uhura tries to seduce Sulu in a very famous scene <laughs> where she waits until the thing beeps and then turns off and he's like trying, he's like holding her and everything. And he, she like slaps the shit out of him. Yeah, she like actually hits him. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I'm bored again. Like, she's very... like, I changed my mind. And Sulu's yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah, and she like has his knife or whatever, yeah. like, she grabs it. Yeah, she, like, pulls a knife on him, and he's, and everybody on the ship, on the bridge is just watching, like, yeah, this is what happens. This is every day, yeah. <laughs> this is, nothing's out of the ordinary here. Totally normal. So they, they finally get down to, uh, to the transporter room, they've rerouted the energy, they have everything perfectly set up, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, things have to be fucked. Things have to get Yeah, there up. needs to be a, a ten- tension. Uh, As it, if this whole episode isn't that. It does happen fucking twice in a row, but, like, Spock comes in, and he's like, you're, uh, you tell me what you're doing now. What's going on here? Yeah. And he's like, I'll get my information out of Bones, because he's sentimental and soft. Yeah, it's interesting, like, that this Spock feels that way about Bones. Even though, like... Uh, our Spock feels that way about Bones, but not so vocally, I guess, it's right? True. Like, he yeah. does say, like, like Bones is uh, emotional all the time, right? Like, he's yeah. very emotional. Like, we... There's, like, a, a surface-level Bones that's, like, easily, like... M- you can joke about how gruff and, like, mean he is and everything. Yeah, yeah. But he is an extremely sentimental and soft person. Underneath I that. really love Bones, I and I a, feel like the most uh, uh, kinship with Bones. Like, I feel like I am would be Bones. You're very Bones. You are very yeah. Bones. I can see that. Like, it's all a gruff act, but underneath, I just want to kiss a cat. See, that might be why I have I take such umbrage with, like, the pop culture Kirk, because I, I, yeah. I feel, like, so, some type of a kinship with the actual Kirk from the actual yeah. show. Yeah. He's a bit of a dreamer. He's a bit of, like, a soft heart for people yeah. who need the help. Yeah, no, he's absolutely that. And he's not a sex fiend. No, he's not. He's... I, I I agree with you. I hate that. Like that's the that's like the worst part of the 2009 movie when he's fucking those Orion girls. Yeah, is it exactly. two of them or is it one of them? I think it's, it's two like of them, he's with it? two cat girls. Cat girls, and it's one yeah. Orion. It's like what the fuck? Like like this is stupid. Like it's just so fucking stupid. Like like get get that shit out of here. They had to make these characters into cartoon characters so that a broad audience will find them entertaining. Right. The ding-dongs need to like it. Oh, you fucked that girl. It's, she's green. That's I what, know that from a show. That's what Captain Kirk does, even though he only met one green lady and he had nothing to do with her. Right. That's like the thing from the show I never watched. That's what uh, they're saying. Pretty much. But, um, like, Spock is like, I'm the man with the gun. Do what I fucking say. And uh, we're going to sick bay where I can get some answers. Yeah, this part is bananas town. Yeah, it w- they all attack him, and he starts just fucking beating the shit out of all Yo, four of them. 
<laughs> I think my favorite part of the episode is when it does that cutaway to like the ceiling camera, and it's clearly not Spock doing the stunts. <laughs> it's like some guy doing the stunts. It is, but like I I love scenes from anything where one character like decimates a bunch of other people. Like, yeah. So I loved watching Spock just beat the shit out of everybody. Yeah, he t- he takes every he takes like four people, uh, and then they like cartoonify him and they hit him in the head with a vase. They smash him over the head with a vase and it knocks him unconscious. Like, what the fuck? It almost kills him. We need to get out of here and Bones is like, if we don't treat him immediately, he'll die from getting hit with a vase? Yeah, he's Vulcan. The dude is, like, stronger than, like, a fucking gorilla. Like, how did that hurt him? Like, how? If, oh, if, normally when people get hit over the head with vases, they get a different personality and think and meet the great gazoo. Like Yeah. Why yeah. Or they happen? get amnesia and then they have to re meet all the people in their life. <laughs> exactly. Until, have you ever watched television? But uh, apparently if you get hit with a ceramic vase on the head you will die. Even if you are three times stronger than a normal human being. Yeah, so Kirk is like, we can't leave him. We have to, or no, uh, Bones, Bones is like, we, is can't. we can't leave yeah. him. We, save we him. have to he save is him. Sentimental which... and soft. Right, and and Kirk is even like, how long will it take? Like he's doing the math in his head, right? Yeah. And Scotty's like, we got fucking five minutes, Captain. He's like, <laughs> you know, It'll and... just take a second, and like Kirk yeah. kind of like smiles at him, and he says, of course, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course we'll do it, and he's very much like our own Spock. So right. you should go ahead. Yeah. And that's when the exact same scene happens again, where Sulu walks in. <laughs> and you're like, here we go again. But he's got security guards with him. He's smart. Yeah. And Sulu's like, uh, Spock will succeed in his order to kill you, Captain. Yeah. But he will also have died in the battle. Right. Regrettable, so he... but I will be Captain afterwards. And, I was and like, he smiles so weirdly. He's so good at this. Yeah, Which he's is great as evil. He's great as evil characters when he does voiceovers as yeah. them too. Well, that, he's super that's, hammy. That's what I was thinking about. Is like he probably had to be being an Asian actor in yeah. Hollywood yeah. at the time. Yeah, so, unfortunately, uh, he had a lot of practice. But it, it's it's fun that it comes out in this where he's got like he normally plays like a really good guy. Yeah, but um, they're all ready to fight. They're all getting ready to fist fight Sulu's guys, but. One of his henchmen is just like, bloop, gone. Bye. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? And it, um, it, you know, switches scenes to Moreau, who's in uh, Kirk's room with the Tantalus device. And he's just like, she's pressing buttons like, bloop, disappear. Yeah. Bloop. Bye. Bye. See ya. And Sulu's yep. left there by himself. And there's this, like, tense, weirdly tense slow walk. Like, there's about to be a fight. And then Kirk just uh, karate chops his hand and punches him in the neck, and he's out. <laughs> yeah, he like walks over to the table. It's so weird. It like, is they're super weird. They're very close to each other, weirdly close to each other, and it doesn't. It's just bad. It's just a bad shot and a bad fucking scene. There are not a lot of decent fight scenes in Star Trek. No, there's. They, I can they're... count them on one finger. They like, planned them out like. During the shooting, yes. like they did not. There were no fight choreographers on. working yeah. on Star Trek. No, but uh, they're running out of time, right? They need to get the fuck out of there. And um, Moreau shows up with a gun. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> I want to go home. 
Let's go back. <laughs> but she's like, I want to go with you. Yeah, take uh, me with you. Take me with you to the good universe because I know what's and Kirk's, happening now. Kirk's like, we can't. There's only there's four of us, and like it'll only like the power isn't only enough for four of us. Yeah. And she's like, there's only three of you, and he's like, one's coming. In my mouth. <laughs> oh no. Or oh yes. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. Uhura um, walks up and just takes the gun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like yoink. Yep. Yoink's the gun. Because uh, there has to be like a quick little struggle fight scene between the two sex kittens and their sexy. Yeah, the outfits. two sexies have to fight in their sexy bikini outfits. Yeah. And um, they're they're ready to go. They got the bypass going. There, but somebody has to stay behind. Right, to, to push the button. To push the button to turn the transporter on. And they're like, shit, what are we going to do? And Kirk, being Kirk, yeah. says, you guys go ahead, I'll do it. I'll do it, yeah. And Scotty's like, but Captain, you'll be left behind. And this is like my favorite moment in the whole episode. He says, go ahead, Scotty, I know what I'm doing. But he says, Jim! Yeah, yeah. And, like, they sort of stare at each other for a second because that, like, command structure is broken. Like, they're friends. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't want his friend to lose his friend, but Kirk says... Yeah. He sort of says in a really quiet voice, that's an order, Mr. Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. And I, I operated under the assumption, falsely, even though I've seen all of TOS before in chunks, I've never watched th- through it altogether... Yeah, I was under the impression that only Bones and Spock ever call him Jim. So yeah, I'm I, interested to know how many other people call him Jim. I I can't think of Ahura ever doing it. She does even it in the, the movies. It, she does. I was gonna like, say everybody does it in the she, movies at least once right, or twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I guess. Yeah. By that point, they're all like really a family. They're friends. Yeah. And yeah. they earned it, unlike in movies where people are just all already a family right out the gate. We're a family because I said it at the camera. Yes. It's about family. <laughs> Fucking Fast and Furious nonsense. But then Spock enters the room with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Uh, gee, I, I fucking. And he's got he's got bones, and he's like uh, he mind melded with bones. So he's like, yeah, to know what's going on. I know everything that's going on. I'll operate the transporter for you. Yeah. And Kirk sees an opportunity. There's only two minutes and thirteen seconds. It says yeah. here left before uh, they have to transport or they'll never be able to transport again but kirk sees an opportunity to make a genuine change in this universe this horrific universe that he's not even a part of yeah what does he care right like he he takes that opportunity and he he tells spock like i'm i think you're illogical for serving this empire doesn't make sense and change is inevitable and change for the better is inevitable so your logic of following this empire is flawed. Yeah. And Spock says, you know, I'm only one man. Kirk says, at the, at the beginning of every revolution is one man. Yep. It's, yeah. It's great. And it, uh, it's great. Spock says, I will consider it. Right. And he presses the button. They transport back to their own universe. The camera zooms in on clean-shaven Spock to let you know where they're at. He's back. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they leave the Hawk and Homeworld. We don't really learn what happened there. 
Yeah, they're just like, thank God we're home, yeah. and then the episode ends. It's just fucking dip. But um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a great uh, explanation for why we don't see much of the, like, evil universe Kirk and Bones and those guys in this universe. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, you were civilized men pretend, pretending to be barbarians, which was that much easier. easier than barbarians pretending to be civilized. Yeah, that really was a good line. That's a great line. It is a great line. I, I love how they're kind of dunking on Spock a little bit. They like, oh, speculated yeah. you were always a bit of a pirate at heart. Yeah. Spock's like, you know, uh, your count- I studied your counterparts while you were gone, and I found them to be brutal, savaged, unprincipled, uncivilized, treacherous, in every way splendid examples of homo sapiens. <laughs> and Kirk kind of smiles, and then he double takes. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not sure, but I think we've been insulted. <laughs> Bone says, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> it's really good. Like, that's the shit, man. It's so, that, it's like, the crack, man. I fucking yeah. inject that directly into yeah. my veins. That's the that shit, shit that makes that makes these three characters iconic. Like, they're, uh, that's, that's what... That's, all it is, is that little, tiny interaction. It's so, so telling. Yeah, it's so good. The uh, Prime Universe Lieutenant Moreau comes in, and Kirk is, like, real weird at her, and she's like, uh, okay. Yeah, she's like, I just got here last week, and and, uh, he's like, uh, as you were, and he, like, signs her little computer pad or whatever. And Spock is like, you know, do you know her? And he's like, no, not exactly, but I think we can become friends. Dude, what the fuck, man? And it's like, uh, he's like, I had to not have sex in the other universe, but maybe I'm, I can have sex in this one. <laughs> maybe in my universe I'll, I'll be able to fuck. I'm sure he, he probably walks thought up to her. better of it. I'm sure he probably thought better of it a little bit later, because he, he, several times in many episodes he points out that he has a uh, no fraternizing with the crew yeah, rule. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. So he may have just been taking the piss out of Spock, to be honest, but... Maybe, yeah. He might have just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a f- I would have much rather the episode ended with McCoy saying, I'm sure, and walking off, because it's a much better fine, kicker. Yeah. It's much yeah. funnier. But uh, I don't I don't hate that. Uh, what do you think of this episode overall, Josh? It's the best Mirror episode. It's the only one I like and the only one I'll ever watch. <laughs> because all the that. other ones are dumb. I can't differentiate the other ones is the thing. They all seem like the same episode to me. Well, in Enterprise, they find the the Defiant, the, the Constitution class Defiant, because yeah. that gets lost, right? So they find the Defiant, and it's a ship from the future, and they're like, what is this? And then Ar- Archer uses the Defiant to, to take over Starfleet. Like, he, like, that's, so he uses, like, his own Tantalus machine, which is the Defiant, and they can't stop the Defiant. It's like... No, it's 100 years, like, yeah. 200 years? It's like 150 year, year it's, it's like 100 years, like, a, a little over 100. So, like... Yeah, like that's kind of cool, I guess. (laughs) But like, it's all right. They really like. I feel like the biggest problem for me for mirror episodes is, uh, they're so goofy. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm I'm sure that's a complaint like outsiders have about Star Trek in general, which I think is extremely unfair. Yeah. Uh, 
and the goofiness is usually part of the charm when it is genuinely goofy, but right. this is like a different kind of ridiculousness that I don't get into very much. Yeah, it's it's the only way it's interesting is if it if it happens in this episode and um how it happens in DS9 is if one of the main characters from the original show gets sent there. Um the the Enterprise episode is just a straight like parallel universe episode where nobody is good. Yeah. Like everyone's bad. And that's stupid. I think my my opinion of the Mirror Universe used to be a lot let more like I don't really care like whatever yeah. I don't I'm not into it that much but it's whatever until that the mirror universe became the major plot point of discovery yes. season 1 yes. and I was like you have to be fucking kidding me I think we did the same uh, like I think we had the same reaction like I also agree like the, now that the mirror universe is like a series plot point like fuck that like f- that is so fucking stupid and fucking lazy like yeah, i can't think of a absolutely. lazier fucking thing in any this show this episode had a computer telling them the plot that was happening <laughs> by saying affirmative and it was less lazy than that shit exactly like which is wild <laughs> like that is like a cop out like that that's where i stopped because i was like i can't i'm not doing this i'm not watching this it's stupid yeah, it's fucking that. stupid it's the mirror universe is like a a silly side story type of thing yeah and no one has ever taken the mirror universe seriously until then so it right. really it took the shine off the apple for me a little bit yeah i don't but yeah this one is this is a good episode it, it i i get why they keep doing this you know I get why DS9 had a few of these. I get, I get it. Like, I fucking get it, right? Yeah, it's easy. Right. Like, it's you, some you have a framework made up for you, and you get to use all the same sets, and yeah. uh, you just light them differently and put some different uh, props here and there. Right, you don't have to. Outfits. You get to do something that's away from the main setting that you can say that, but requires not a complete new fabrication. Right. I get it. I just, I think this is the only one I like, and it's better than every other one put together. Like, I will watch a Deep Space Nine Mirror Universe episode with no problem, because they're silly, but, like, I won't say it's good. Right. (laughs) It's not. Uh, Whenever I watch it, I'm always like, let's get back to the story, because the story is so fucking good. Yeah. Like... Why are we doing this, like, detour, you know? I'm always a little frustrated that, like, Deep Space Nine was made during the 90s. uh, Because there are certain things that get, like, overlooked or not addressed because it was a 90s TV show. Like, they do that for, that, like, lesbian kiss scene or whatever. But, like, it's, uh, it's, like, completely swept under the rug and they never mention it again. Right. And uh, it's all, all these special circumstances that like negate that that like try and get around it being like a like a regular gay relationship thing. Right. It's always and, like, well, we were man and woman at yeah. one point, right? And it's like, and it, fr- yeah. it frustrates me that the only time you ever in the history of Star Trek, even to this point, hear that human beings have moved beyond religion directly, is mm-hmm. in the mirror universe. Right. Because it's evil. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, it's hinted extremely heavily throughout a lot of... Especially Deep Space Nine, where the reason the Bajorans don't trust humans or the Federation is because we don't have gods. 
Yeah, I I would I always picture it as like there are obviously people who are free. Like yeah. freedom of religion is Absolutely. is a part of the the Federation Constitution, but it no longer is the driving force for their their existence. No. Bettering yourself as a it's very humanist. Humanism is the driving force, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So God has like less of a place that like you can worship your gods. Well, it's like we talk about the separation of church and state in the United States, but it's yeah. not. We're, we're right. a nation run by Christians. Right, it's bullshit. And it's a lie. People expect the Federation to be that. Like well, right. I guess Christians no. expect the Federation right. to be a Christian organization, but there is a literal distinction between church and state in the yeah. Federation. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Vulcans have a religion. The like, right? The Andorians, I believe, don't really mention a religion too much. They have a lot of no. rituals. Yeah. But, um, like there's religion in Star Trek for sure, and I'm sure humans follow different religions as well. It's just, uh, not part of the state. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It. 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 it it's. In a way, it doesn't matter what your religion is, because, like, there's bigger problems, right? Like, we have huge issues, galactic, like, that have galactic outcomes, you know? Like, praying, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't fit. It's exactly, it's personal. It is entirely a personal thing in the Star Trek universe, as it should be in ours. Right. But, um, it's, uh... The mirror universe is supposed to be like a little lark. It's a little like side story that's funny and silly and fun, uh, but it it's not good. This episode is the only good mirror universe episode, and it's it's like a B. It's not like an A. It's yeah, like a it's B. like a. I'd give it a B. I think that's a good grade for it. Maybe a B minus. Because of how the plot just sort of happens. <laughs> yeah, B minus be- because there's some like there's yeah, some laziness in there. There's a sure. lot happening, and I think yeah. I think a, a better script would have would have filed some of that roughness down. You know, absolutely. Like, I it's know. I uh, the I really my only problem with the episode isn't like. I love the computer affirmative thing that's really goofy and dumb, but yeah. the thing that really bugs me about the episode is Spock comes in with a gun. Sulu comes in with a gun. Moreau yeah. comes in with a gun. Spock comes in with a gun. You pick one of those, and I think the answer is Moreau. Yeah, that's the if one you're that gonna actually have, matters. Right, if you're going to have Moreau... You you use her as the the one who pushes the button on the transporter at yeah. the end, and you have Kirk tell her that what she, what he tells Spock. Yeah, a woman doesn't have any power though, Josh. But that would be that's the that would be great. That yes, would be would. perfect. And if you do have to have really the only one that's completely and totally superfluous is Sulu. There's literally no reason for him to be exactly. involved at the end of this episode. He's, have have right. Spock come in with two guards. And then she kills the two guards, and they fight Spock, and everything happens the way it it does otherwise. Right, and they save him, and then he's just saved, and then, like, whatever. I would much rather Moreau be the one that Spock gives the speech to. And then in Deep Space Nine, they could be, like, a lieutenant, like, changed the Empire forever. Right, exactly. Exactly. But, uh... Yeah, 
they don't do that. Also, you get rid of Chekhov and you make that be Sulu. Yeah, that would be. That a good gives point. that gives Sulu reason to hate Kirk. Not that anyone needs a reason in this crazy universe of no. not Nazis, but like everybody hates everybody and they yeah, want to kill them and take their place. From a story point of view, that's better because Kirk puts them in the agony closet or whatever it's called. The agony closet. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like put Sulu in the agony booth, right? And then like. Like that gives him reason to hate him more. Like there's, there's motivation there, and yeah. I, like it being Chekhov is like it's pointless. There's no point to that. It is. Uh, it gave Walter Koenig a fucking check. Besides yeah. that, <laughs> he got to work for the day. I guess. It's uh, the episode is sloppy, so yeah, I'd say B minus. But overall, it's a fun episode that I enjoy yeah, it's good. watching. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird that they brought the mirror universe back <laughs> at all. Yeah. Because it fits the tone of this show, is the thing. Right, of, of TOS. It doesn't fit the tone of Deep Space Nine so much. No. it's Because uh, there's already dark plot points in Deep Space Nine. The, the darkness, uh, however much darkness there is in the mirror universe, is goofy as fuck in Deep Space Nine. Yes. Compared to, like the real, like, sort of mythological events happening around the real universe, you know? It's, it's also, like, Deep Space Nine is one of the more serious Star Treks. Like, it has yeah. it has this sense of humor about it that's very in-universe. Right. In the same way TNG does as well, where the characters say and do funny things, but they're entirely in-character for who they are. Right. They're not just being goofy clown characters. And then you do like a mirror universe episode where they are all goofy clown characters. Right. Uh, it's fun, but I, it's not good. No, it's fun in a, in a limited way too, for me. Like, you know, it's like candy. I, yeah, I like I'll I have a Reese's a cup bit more than you, but not I, that yeah, much. I, I find them just boring. Like I think they're boring and lazy. I, don't I know. think there's a, there's, in, there's like something interesting to the DS nine ones and that they created an expanded universe based on this one episode. They didn't have much to work on. Right. And they created this, like, resistance movement made up of, like, alien races, and that was all fairly interesting to me. Uh, Then they did two more. Yeah, they kept doing it, and it's like, okay, we're good. We're good. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd say this episode, I guess we're doing letter rankings for real now. This episode's a B-. Yeah, B minus, like a like a eighty three percent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I want to thank our patrons specifically, real quick. Some of our patrons specifically okay. for making this show possible. Thanks to Daruma, Alan Jenkins, Alan Sailor, Brett, Ian Saxer, Margaret, Mary, Phil Montgomery, Peter Eng, and Rudy Avia. Thank you. Thank you all for making the show what it is. I'm going to make certain to thank a few people at the end of every M-Class proper because you guys make it possible to do what we do. Hell yeah. But honestly, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us talk about what we love. Yeah, this is like um, all I ever want to talk about is Star Trek and Star (laughs) Wars and shit, so... We finish talking about Star Trek for the podcast and then just fucking continue talking about Star Trek off air, so... I wish we would have... 
I guess I wish we could have like saved our conversations before we did the podcast and like the Twitter conversations we would oh, have. Yeah. About, dude, would we great. would talk for I remember it was like seven in the morning one time we were talking about it. Man, it was crazy. The whole point of this podcast is just to have a place where we could talk about Star Trek because we'd been doing we'd like been crashing Twitter. We've been sending so many messages. Yeah. yeah. Um Star Trek is like in our bones and you know they can take everything but them. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh if you'd like to be a part of the Star Trek Circle Jerk along with us, <laughs> you can send us an email for our other program at mclassemail at gmail dot com or follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if what I, else is there. I don't know if I mentioned this, but we do have a dot com that'll lead people directly to our SoundCloud where yeah. they can listen. Yeah. If you need an easy way to share the show with people, it is just mclasspodcast.com. No, if you no help, spaces, no no uh no nothing. Yeah, if you want to help too, uh if you want to tell people about the show, that helps, but just like rate us too. I think we're on some like iTunes, right? Yeah, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and Spotify. Yeah. So rate us whatever you want. Leave a comment or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh we get a new rating and comment once every like year. Yeah, help so. us out. It, it does help. It seriously does. It does absolutely help. And we have been doing this thing, I don't know if I'm going to do it with this episode or not, where we post a clip from the show of us making a good goof. Yeah, some and goofy clip. We post the clip onto Twitter, and if you share that, retweet it, send it to people, let them know what we're about. Maybe they'll be into it as well. Yeah, we're pretty harmless, but also <laughs> fucking amazing. Pretty harmless. I like that. <laughs> It's <laughs> the best compliment I can have about us right now. We're pretty harmless. Uh, you can also become a patron to keep our program on the air, to keep us uh, homed and able to eat food. Uh, you can head to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where you can support what we do. Uh, I think it's important to point out as well, I don't know if it still works, but you can head to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's card with two R's. And there are a ton of uh, petitions, bailout funds... Mm-hmm and uh, charities that you can donate to to uh, help a movement that I think is the biggest movement historically towards the Star Trek utopia we all want to live in. It definitely is that. I I agree. I think that it's a step, at least a a giant step in the right direction. Absolutely. So if uh, you can support us, but we would also especially love it if you could support uh, Black Lives Matter. So check that out. I don't know if it's still up or not, but uh, there'll be a way to get to that information if you look for it. Uh, I'd like to give a special thank you, as always, to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore and on the internet at large as Vitizen. I listen to the whole intro every time I do a show, the episode. I, I so edit good. It. Our intro is like a minute and a half long. I know, because I want to <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> I don't care. You're going to sit through that shit. Uh, it's worth it to listen to us, I think. Yeah, I'm listening to it, so it's not changing. Get over it. <laughs> you can check out his latest album, Eclectic Electric, which was uh, full of nothing but bangers. Check that out. Hell yeah. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks with more M-Class Podcast goodness. Oh, bye-bye. Bye, Bealum.
I'm mentally ill.